You're listening to Bexer in the Morning, hosted by Spotify. Hello, Americans. This is Jeb Bexer, broadcasting live from Satellite 2. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Bexer in the Morning. This is Jet Bexer, and it is a early Friday morning as we get ready for this Sunday's episode of Bexer in the Morning. First, a quick prayer for my niece and her husband, James. My, my niece's name is Laura, and today and even yesterday, they are welcoming their first child, little Elisa Ann. And we're still all waiting here on pins and needles for the arrival of young Elisa Ann. So a, a prayer of thanksgiving and a prayer for, for mom, you know, Laura and her husband James, as they eagerly await the arrival of their first daughter. So dear Lord, watch over Laura and James, and especially Laura as she goes through this this tough time. You know, it's a, it's a long, arduous labor you know a labor of love as you, as she goes through this long uh early you know she's 3 weeks early and they said uh, little elisa needs to come out she she's in distress so we're we're praying extra hard for laura and her baby and make sure everything goes well and uh hopefully today will be the day and that will be the 20th of october yes and this episode will be for this sunday this Sunday, the 29th, Sunday at Ordinary Time. So thank you, Lord, and, and watch over them, and may everything go well with her pregnancy, with our beautiful little cousin and my sister's and her husband's very first grandchild. So this is a very special moment for our family, and we thank you, O oh Lord, for, for blessing them and and their family and, and all of James's family as well, and hope that all goes well. Amen. So let's go on with the show. 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let me get to my notes. Do, 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 do. The first reading this Sunday is from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus. We don't get to hear this reading very often. But the, the, the main point of this reading is uh, the, the, the message is, I am the Lord, there is no other. So that's very straightforward, and I love that reading. And we never get to see, uh, you know, the, the the character of Cyrus in, in the Bible too up too much. But yeah, we get to hear about him in the first reading from Isaiah this Sunday. The Psalm is number ninety six. Give the Lord glory and honor. Let me get some water. A little congested. One moment. <coughs> By the way, I. I have the door to Studio 1A cracked just a little bit, just so people, if they're walking this early and get a glance to the window, they'll see the on-air sign in good old Studio 1A here in Satellite 2. And you know, there are people that walk around Satellite 2 at this time. We don't really know what time it is. Anyway, second reading is from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, you are chosen. That will be the theme of 
Paul's letter to the Thessalonica. And the Gospel of Matthew continues. What are we going to learn from, from Matthew today? Well, here it is. It's a very familiar reading. And Jesus is still talking with the scribes and elders and, uh, of course, the Pharisees. And they, they come up to him, and they, they're trying, they're still trying to, take, to trick him. And here they kind of start to disrespect him. This is getting very close now to his passion. And instead of addressing him as rabbi, they're now just calling him teacher. And you know that that's not a real big diss, but they're doing this on purpose when they say teacher. Teacher... We know you don't care about our position or status, but what about Caesar? You know, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. But what about Caesar? Should we pay this dude, you know, the Roman taxes, or should we just tell the Romans just, just to piss off? Excuse my language. But that's what they're saying. They're trying to trip him up. Of course, Jesus turns the tables on him once again and says, why do you keep pestering me, you hypocrites? Let's see one of those coins that belongs to this, this whoever. And he looks at it and says, whose image is this, and whose inscription is it? Caesar, of course, they say. They're, they're very, you know, Caesar! You know, the dude Rome that we so love and pay money to and you know, ignore our own God at the same time. Well, what does Jesus say? Well, then pay what is owed to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Of course, that ticks them off even more. And they, yeah, they're really wanting him dead now because they he is really dis disrespecting them. And he doesn't really care. He, you know, they don't care about him and he knows what they're going to do to him. And, you know, he, he says it because mainly they're so stupid. Anyway, that's being very blunt about the gospel, but Jesus is being very blunt with them. Yeah, and let's, let's check the time. Yeah, I look forward to that gospel. Oh, man, three and a half minutes. What are we going to talk about? Well, has anybody noticed that Spotify is now hosting Pollock's first dance party? He has his own playlist on Spotify now. Just take a look on Spotify and do a, do a search on uh, Pollux's Dance Party. Yeah, he's going to be hosting music. You know, we have parties up here all the time, folks. The Quarantine Chamber, that's just one of the places where we like to dance. It's really big. It's white, but we have great views of the earth. And Pollux knows how to pick out 20th and 21st century music. Who knew that AI liked the Go-Go's? And yeah, of course we like Power Man 5K. And uh, what else did he put on his playlist? Playlist? Oh, of course, <laughs> ELO. And uh, what was the other thing? It just really rocks. Uh, I have to check it out. Check it out on Spotify. Pollux is now, you know, posting his his playlist. You know, via the future to Spotify. It's called Pollux's playlist, and he says that he's got something huge planned for New Year's Eve. So that's cool. And the music, yeah. What Did I, did I tell you guys about Jethro Tull? Yeah, they, they, they threatened legal action. <laughs> yeah, they did. 
And I'm not joking. I told a friend of mine this. It wasn't Ian Anderson himself. It was, of course, their representatives, their minions. And they said, dude, we do want to, you know, let you use our music. But, dude, you're already in violation, already of contract with your little snippet of him 43. We listened to episode one, and, dude, you're in violation. And I'm reading this email going, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I do not want to get sued by Jethro Toll, one of my idols, going back, you know, one of my rock idols, I should say. <laughs> We're not worshiping, you know, the, the fatted calf here. What, what did they do with Moses? It was, it was the golden calf. <laughs> no, no, we're not worshiping Jethro Tull, but I love their music. You know, Ian Anderson, he, who, who else plays the flute in a rock band? But Ian Anderson does. The guy is still making music. He's probably in his 80s. And I heard his new music. The music sounds good, but his voice, oh my gosh, he can't sing anymore. He's just really just talking. And I, I listened to part of it, you know, his new album, whatever it's called. And it was embarrassing. And, you know, he does a podcast himself. I watched it. And it's like a webcam podcast. And he's, he looks good. I mean, for, for a guy of his age, his voice is awesome. He's got a lot of stories to tell that are, that are cool, you know. But he should stop making music. You know, the, the artwork looks really cool, but the music, oh. But still, to get threatened with legal action by his band, his minions, that is kind of a badge, and, badge of honor. But I, I answered, I said, consider him 43 removed immediately from my podcast episodes. And I did it, you know, within moments. It's so easy to use with audacity. Oh, we love our audacity. And we haven't had a shout out to Blue Yeti in quite a while. I love my Blue Yeti from Blue Corporation, which is owned by Logitech G. And another shout-out to Beauty Rest. They actually... Whoa, hang on. Let me turn this off. I actually heard from Beauty Rest. I thought for a moment they were going to say, yeah, we want to sponsor you, but they said, no, we're sorry, Mr. Bexer or Reese or whoever you are. We, um, we don't sponsor podcasts. We just make mattresses here. <laughs> but thanks for reaching out and keep plugging it. You know, keep giving us the free, you know, publicity for the beauty rest black. I'm telling you, folks, I've been getting more sleep, more and more sleep with my beauty rest black mattress. So there you go, beauty rest. You got another plug. And I am out of time, so we'll be back right after these words. We're back. I don't even know. Oh, that was an echo. I hope you didn't hear that on the Blue Yeti. But we are back. And uh, before we get started with the second half of the show, I am extending an invitation to both of my listeners in the state of Louisiana. Now, I found out that I have two whole listeners in the state of Louisiana. <clears throat> you know, that's a hard state to reach, especially when you're in the future. So we're very pleased that we have two listeners in that state. So we are extending an invitation to both the first weekend right before Thanksgiving. So if we look at a calendar, well, what are we looking at here? <laughs> Pollock's 
Pull up the 2023 calendar. <clears throat> Excuse me, that was a burp. November 23. Okay, now he's got it pulled up. You got you to gotta love AI for that. They can pull up a calendar. Of our listeners in Louisiana, a special welcome. They're on pins and needles in Louisiana. Hang on. Yeah, the invitation to our two listeners, and that's a great state, is for that weekend to come and do an open house. I don't know who's holding the open house. You know, it's it's in the past. Pollux, well, we, oh my, we may have just gotten breaking news. Breaking news before we get, hang on. You heard my phone, folks. I am looking at a picture. Oh, God just answered our prayers. At 4.02 a.m., Elisa Ann was born five pounces. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Five pounds, 0.6 ounces, 18.5 inches. And there they are. I will have to post a picture on Bexer's Facebook page. And there she is. What a beautiful sight, folks. There she is. We just got a picture of little Elisa Ann while we are live on Bexer in the morning. Wait till they hear this, folks. And there she is. What, what a beautiful family picture. Laura looks wonderful. James is happy as ever. 4.02 a.m. And there she is. What a beautiful sight. Thank you, Lord, for answering all our prayers. <laughs> And I won't I have to pause this for just a second because I'm going to join in on this text. One moment. We're talking about this. <laughs> Live on Bexer. <laughs> They're going to freak. Live on Bexer, which airs this Sunday. <laughs> Wow, congratulations. Congratul... Boy, my, my fingers just don't want to move today. Congratulations, Laura and James. Elisa Ann is precious. Can't wait to meet her. To meet her. Okay, so if anybody doubts what I'm doing here, it's uh, this is all being recorded on Audacity. Audacity. What a beautiful picture. Let me save it. Save. What? A, look at that face. My goodness. Beautiful. And there's Lauren James. I'm going to save it to my phone. All right. <laughs> I didn't even save. <laughs> that was such an amazing moment, folks. I didn't even turn on the timer. Pollux is sitting here like, what is going on? And CC2 is about to cry. And if, if she could cry, she'd probably pixelate and maybe zap out all the power on this installa installation that rotates around the earth. Pollux, I'm just going to go ahead and start the timer now. <laughs> that was... God given. I, I, I can't even wow, you know, I'm echoing out the door because the door is partially open. We're still on the air. So <clears throat> how do you follow that up? You don't. Elisa Ann has arrived just fifty-eight minutes ago. 
and somebody was ready with a camera. That must have been my sister. Uh, this is the CEO. <laughs> I had to kick Bexter out of here to, to get that kind of a text at 5 a.m. while we're recording Bexter's show, the Bexter show. <laughs> what a moment. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, how do we follow that up? Once upon a time. And now I'm going to pull up some more prep notes. I'm making some noise. Just one moment, folks, and I do have a story to tell you. And this kind of coincides with the miracle that just happened in our family. So are we going to tell this story or what? I need to be more prepared. I was going to talk about RB words, but this story is more important. If you want to, to know what I'm talking about with RB words... Go up to rbwords.com and read his October 20th Word to the Wise. It is very good, and it is very important. So read it on your own. I'm still going to find my story that I need to find. Conversation. No, that's not it. What did I name that file? See, I do this to myself all the time. I create files. See, I created this file as a text file and a doc, so that's what I'm going to have to search for. Pollux is just shaking his head and going, when are we going to play snooker, bro? I don't know. I'll find it, Pollux. We're going to search for documents. I saved it as a text file and a Word doc. That's how good of a story this is. This involves a certain phone call that came in to me. Now that we're thinking about it, as we search the computer over, Today is the 20th, and uh, a certain someone said uh, they're having a day off on the 20th, which is today, but we actually had we actually had our conversation three days ago. I believe it was Tuesday night, right around midnight. It, it was close to midnight. I did receive a text, and then I said, you know, it's close to midnight. Why don't we just talk on the phone? Why? Can we not talk? And I put my phone down. <laughs> I wasn't going to text anymore. I got up and washed my face. Of course, I wasn't asleep. And lo and behold, as I expected, this person did call. And uh, we had a great conversation. We, we caught up after a good three-plus years of not talking Talked for an hour until close to one in the morning. It was after one in the morning when we finally hung up. And I had a very good story to tell about that. And it's in a Word doc on my computer. And for some reason, my computer has just flat out refused to do anything. I'm going to do one more try to find this file. And lo and behold, it was October 18th. I have found the document. Of course, I didn't know what I called it. You know, I saved it at 7.30 in the morning, right before I start work, and, you know, kind of right between where I do my bicycle ride and start work. So I think I was in a hurry. And I saved this file, and when I read it, you will be astounded. This is Bexer in the morning. The CEO has left. He wants to go talk to his family, even though it's 5 in the morning. Me, Jet Bexer, is going to tell you this amazing story that involves our CEO and the conversation he had on, Oct on October 18th with his good friend. 
I will read this timeline, and it, it does show some personal things about our CEO, so just bear with me. The timeline is October 17th, 2003. Our CEO got engaged on the island of Mackinac Island in Michigan. He was married on August 28th of 2004, the next year, at the downtown cathedral in Corpus Christi. This couple, our, our CEO, unfortunately, they were divorced in May of 2016 after 16 long and horrible months of legal and divorce proceedings. You know, in Texas, it's usually, even with children involved, it's usually four to five, possibly six months at best. Our CEO's divorce lasted 16. Annulment uh, was, was granted to our CEO by the Catholic Diocese of Austin on November 8th, 2016, and he has a letter that states the church felt that um, things were not going well with uh, some negligence and some uh, some things that were not disclosed financially, a lot of different reasons. We won't go into them all. But the annulment was granted. And uh, unfortunately, you know, for his spouse, the church used canon law. I don't know what canon law it was. Let me get a little drink of water. But as the spouse of our CEO made a little noise there, as she found out that same year, she got, a, she got this letter, too, that the tribunal was basically pointing the finger at her. Now, that's kind of unfair, but the tribunal has its reasons. What does an annulment mean? Well, it means the marriage was, was it did exist, but they call it invalid. So their daughter, Izzy, she is real, of course. She's not invalid. She is their daughter, their, their gift from God. So, like baby Alyssa today, Izzy was, of course, a little miracle that came from God. End of story. Fast forward 20 years to the day, and that would be the 18th of October, 20 years to the day from when our CEO got engaged. He received a phone call, as, as I've mentioned. Finally, out of desperation and no act of his, of his own, Jesus, God, divine intervention, however you want to say it, this young lady texted him, 11.37 p.m., that night on the 17th, that was the 20-year mark exactly. The tone of the conversation kind of goes south as they're texting. It does not go well. And then he asks, you know, why cannot we speak to one another? Why? And of course, as I told you, the phone did ring. 11.55 p.m. on the 17th. They're talking. He told me that he went and <laughs> sat in his recliner there in his upstairs, you know, in his house in 2023, and sat in the recliner. They talked, they laughed, they cried a little bit. 
telling things that um, not even he said, I haven't even said these things to a priest, but I told her. And you know what? She believed me. And I said, I'm glad she believed you. <laughs> That's great, man. And I'm being Bexer here. You know, I was, I was happy for him. I said, how long, how long did you talk to her? He said, 59 minutes and three seconds, if, if you want to be exact. And, you know, up here in the future, we're very precise. We have to be. We're in space. Of course, that lasted into the next morning, which is, which was, I'm sorry, the 18th, October the 18th. So, um, as the conversation went, she did reveal that she is indeed seeing someone else. And that marriage has come up, but they, they are not married yet. But, you know, dating exclusively. And he said to her, he says, I'm not going to do anything to interfere with that. And she says, I know. I know you're not. However, he did tell me this. And I'll get some more water. And we need to wrap this up. Now, the 20-year thing was the biggest shock it was to me. And even Pollux was surprised. CC2 was she had a look on her face. I was like, wow, 20 years exactly? He said, yeah. I said, I didn't make that up. It just happened. However, he asked me, and he said, I'm going to ask my parents to. I'm not going to rely on you guys, you, you numbskulls. And he said, would it be interfering if he drove all the way over there and you know, found her family? Sisters, brothers, even her mom. You know, her mom's still around. You know, her, her father did pass away 20 years ago. There's that number again. And just bring it to them and say, you know, she hasn't gotten married yet. Our CEO is, still loves the, 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 the lady, the young, the, young lad, the young lady. You know, he loves her. Of course he does. And would it be too forward to say, uh, you know, would I get, if I got your permission to propose to propose to her, what would you say? And of course, you know, it never came to that. You know, he, he, I said, dude, just call your mom and dad. Don't go over there. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'll go back to 2023. Give my parents a call. And yeah, you know, mom and dad, are, <laughs> they're good at saying the right thing and, and giving you the right advice, you know, when it comes to relationships. I mean, man, they've been married for 66 years. Of course, the CEO is going to go to his mother and father first. And his mother said, do not interfere. Let her be. I said, you're right, Mom. You're right. So, the question is... Uh, and I don't know if I want to read all this because it's very personal to our CEO. He, he talks about how he had spent a, a Thanksgiving with her and her family, you know, many years ago. It was actually not Thanksgiving. I just kicked Bexer out here. I said, let me tell my own damn story. I have to bleep that out. <laughs> it was actually Christmas that, that I spent with her family. You know, after the divorce... You have to split up the holidays. And that particular year, I did not get to see my daughter at Christmas. So I did spend it with this young lady and her family in another state. And I, I remember meeting the mother. <laughs> Very blunt. 
very rough around the edges, but a very kind woman, you know, in her older age. And she said, get in that kitchen and cut up those turkeys. And I mean plural. It was a big family. Turkeys and that big old ham. I said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And I happily cut those things up. And she said, all right, separate them, containers for my kids and their grandkids and extended family and they get all the food. I said, yes, ma'am. I didn't want any leftovers. <laughs> I had eaten like a pig. You know, I didn't want any more food. It was it was Christmas. And it was delicious. So I'm reading through this, and you know, she treated me very well. And I'm I'm very aware of how she treated her daughter when she was growing up. We'll just leave it at that. I'm very aware of it. But she did forgive her mother. It was not good the way she was treated growing up. But she did forgive her as a good Christian daughter does. So now what? Well, I, I, I got the answer. My mom said, let her be. And of course I'm letting her be. If you love someone, you got to let them go. So that's what I'm doing. But the invitation that I'm going to not mention on this show will go out to my two listeners in the state of Louisiana, it's still going to go out. And no one's going to know what that invitation is because I'm not going to believe it. So, what is significant about November the 8th, day that HBO first launched in 1972? And there's nothing significant to me at this point, November the 8th. Yeah, the, what was the name of the movie that they first aired on HBO in 1972? It was a Paul Newman movie called Some Kind of Notion. I've never heard of it, but I'll look it up. November the 8th is also National Cappuccino Day. Benjamin Banneker Week, whoever that is. Cook Something Bold and Pungent Day. <laughs> I can cook something bold, but I don't know about pungent. Anybody got any Broccoli. World Radiography Day. I guess that's like radiation, people that take x-rays and stuff. Radiography Day. And National Harvey Wallbanger Day. (laughs) Good thing I don't drink anymore. I don't even know what what goes in a Harvey Wallbanger. But I'm sure it makes her head bang. Or, or just this. What is significant about November the 8th? When I hung up the phone with this young lady early that morning, I mentioned admiring the archangels, St. Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. I said, because sometimes, you know, I would just like to kick some butt. And she's laughing, of course. She found it amusing. She said, yeah, the four of you archangels could indeed throw down something nasty if you chose to do so. We had a good laugh at that. So what's the deal with November 8th? The Orthodox Catholic Church feast day, they call it the Synaxis, is uh, the holy archangel Michael and all the holy angels. I did not know this until after the fact. You can look it up at their website, you know, goarts.org. Roman Catholic saints of this day, The list is long, but the most beautiful one of all, who was beatified by St. John Paul II, JP II himself. It was a saint called 
St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, who is, if you, if you read about St. Elizabeth of the Trinity at catholicsaints.mobi, <laughs> I have a link here, but you can look it up and read about her. You will see almost the exact similarities between this woman, the saint, and his friend that he was speaking to on the phone. All I can say to that is, now, what do you think? For Jet Bexer, I am Keith Arries. Good day, folks. Bexer in the Morning is brought to you by our friends at Spotify, hosted and produced by Keith R. Reese and a product of Reese Podcasting, a division of K.R. Reese Enterprises. Thank you for listening.